You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We need to get to a program where we can give them a run and, and compete with them because they've been consistently probably the best team in our half uh, for quite a few years. So hats off to them and a credit to where they are as a program. They're going to probably have a target on their back a little bit from every Big Ten West team for a while because they've been at the top. They're not trying to find an identity of who they are offensively. They've found their identity and have been such for a really long period of time, so it's kind of been ingrained in the culture as to who they are. And that can't be overstated. When you have a program that's got a culture and it's got an identity and it's had one for such a long period of time, it's it, you can't overstate the value of that. I definitely know our guys that are suiting up their last three games um, and their Husky uniforms are definitely bringing it. They're ready. And then for the younger guys, we are we are trying to build something here and just finishing on a high note and propelling this thing into spring ball and then the next fall is big for us and is big for our program. So we just got to put our best foot forward and hope for the best. And welcome here to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washhead, and Nate Klaus as we're going to get you ready for Saturday's Nebraska-Wisconsin game. It's an 11 a.m. game, the final 11 a.m. game of the year. I know um, – a lot of you fans don't like those games. Uh, they did announce next week's game at Maryland is a 2:30 game, and then we know the Iowa game will be a 1:30 game here uh, to close out the regular season. But you heard Scott Frost, Jovan DeWitt, JoJo Doman um, just give some thoughts about where things are at. Nebraska four and five. I mean, you, you heard a couple guys in the program this week say though. I mean, Ryan Held himself said, "Hey, we're four and five, but you know, a lot of guys feel like we we could and should be seven and two right now." And that's kind of the mindset you have to take going into this game if you're Nebraska. Like, yeah, this season hasn't gone the way you wanted it, but you've got an opportunity this week, um, almost kind of like a 2015 Nebraska-Michigan State type of game where nobody in the world gave Nebraska a chance. They won that game, and they snuck into a bowl game. And, you know, I don't want to use too many Mike Riley-era comparisons, but this situation kind of reminds you of that a little bit, doesn't it, Robin? Uh, a little bit, um, but, you know, at the same time uh, – I think everybody just needs to believe it before, you know, they, or see it before they can believe it. Uh, right now we've been hearing so much about all the what ifs and how close they are and, you know, just a couple plays away from having a completely different season. Well, uh, eventually all those little things become a theme. Right what it could have, should have. Yeah. And, and right now Nebraska just isn't playing good football. I mean, they're, they're not a good football team. I think they're struggling to find an identity of what they are and what works and, uh, you know, who's going to be there. Their guys are going to hang their hat on. And, um, you know, it's been a, a season long process that hasn't made much progress in finding an answer. So sure. This is another opportunity where if they go out and suddenly everything clicks and they play four full quarters of football uh, at high level, which they haven't done all year uh, against one of the better teams in the Big Ten West, then, yeah, that'll change the whole dynamic of the season because then you go into Maryland with a chance to clinch bowl eligibility. But they're 14-point dogs for a reason, and, uh, you know, they got some injury issues that they need to get answers to before Saturday. And uh, right now um, I'm tempering, uh, putting much confidence in, into this being the turning point game everybody or some people might think it could be. It's funny because if you just brought someone from the outside in who hadn't seen Nebraska or watched anything of them and just looked at the the schedule and look at the outcomes, they'd be like, okay, well, they lost a couple games that they should have lost, and then they lost a couple really close games, you know. Um, so the, this team could easily have seven wins already. But, yeah, the eye test, you know, tells us something different, and, and we just have not seen all phases of the of the – 
you know the football team play well together uh, at really at all this this mm-hmm. year and uh, and I think that's the biggest thing if they can somehow find a way to get the offense and the defense playing well at the same time then then we could see you know some, them kind of back their way into a bowl game here through these next three games well and let's go back to July when Nebraska and Vegas was favored in 11 out of 12 games and I think their over under was about nine and they're picked to win the West. That was even a thin line. You go back and look at those early spreads, the way too early spreads. All of those spreads were like anywhere from like one to six points. I mean, they they were flip games. It wasn't like Nebraska was picked to be a convincing nine and three team. They were like, okay, we're going to give you the intangible edge because of Martinez, because of Frost. And that's going to get you over the hump in all these games with very, very close point spreads. Well, Nebraska's lost all these games with very, very close point spreads. And they got blown out, obviously, in, in the, the Ohio State game. And we're learning Minnesota is not a bad team. Um, yeah. I mean, they're now uh, ahead of both. They're, they're ahead of all the Big 12 teams in the college football playoff poll. And they're just right behind Oregon and Utah um, in, the, in, the, in the latest uh, college football playoff poll. Yeah, they control their own destiny to, to go to the college football playoff. But, uh, yeah, going back to Nebraska, I mean, you know, the, there was a fine line. And, you know, a lot of it was just based off the benefit of the doubt, the fact that it was year two under Scott Frost. And, Martinez Frost, yeah, year, year two. Year two under Adrian Martinez. And that, uh, a favorable schedule with all your quote-unquote big games at home. Uh, and the benefit of the doubt that Memorial Stadium was going to be an advantage. Well, none of those things have played out. I mean, Martinez was regressed. You know, the, the team under Scott Frost has, doesn't seem to have gotten better really in any area. Uh, and they've lost a lot of those swing games at home and, uh, you know, really looks not competitive against the best teams they've played this year. So, uh, you know, it's, shows that uh, a lot of kind of all these preseason expectations were just kind of assumptions that Nebraska was going to be better. And clearly uh, all the progress we expected them to make did not happen. Well, and they've had, you know, had some key injuries. You know, some of your best playmakers have been banged up. You haven't had guys step up where you thought maybe you you would see guys step up, especially at the wide receiver position. You know, not saying that we expected anyone to necessarily fill Stanley Morgan Jr.'s shoes, but I think we all thought that kind of plug and somebody, play. Yeah, I mean, that somebody thought. would step up and at least soften the blow of losing a guy like that, or you know, having a, a running back soften the blow of losing a guy like Divine Ozigbo and. Um, you know, and, and some of those guys that, that are no longer on this team, and, and that just hasn't happened. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we get you ready for Saturday's Nebraska-Wisconsin game. And, guys, I don't know if you know this, but they are playing for a trophy in this thing. It's called <laughs> the Freedom Trophy, not named after Freedom Akamala, dude. But, uh, they, you know, once Nebraska went to the Western Division with Wisconsin and the, le- the legends and the leaders dissolved because they were not in the same division back then, uh, they created this trophy. Wisconsin is five and zero in Freedom Trophy games against Nebraska. Um, you, you know, I think it's just kind of a punchline that there is a trophy for this series because um, it is the least talked about trophy game in the Big Ten by far. And and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Well, basically, the Big Ten made a trophy for, for Wisconsin to hang in its trophy case because Nebraska hasn't touched it since it's been in existence. Uh, it, it was funny. It wasn't until Zach Bond, uh, Wisconsin's star linebacker, you know, he was commenting about uh, whether Nebraska-Wisconsin was a rivalry. And, you know, he said, no, because you know, we've dominated the series and the trophy has stayed in Madison. And was like, trophy? <laughs> what trophy? <laughs> so apparently, yes, there is a trophy that Wisconsin is proud of. There's two trophy games in Nebraska, the Heroes and the Freedom, right? Yes. And, 
And I was telling Keith Mann, the media relations director, I think if they would have kept Penn State as the original crossover, because that was Nebraska's annual crossover, I believe that would have developed into a trophy game because Penn State doesn't really have a natural trophy game. They had the Michigan State. Uh, they played the Land Grant or whatever they call that trophy. Something like that. Um, but Michigan, I think Penn State and Nebraska could have been one. Um, and I get it. You want to, They want Nebraska to have a second trophy game, and this, this one has just been kind of a dud, Nate. Yeah, it has been a dud. And I, I remember when the trophy was, you know, when they made it. But <laughs> up until this week, I had pretty much forgotten all about it because, well, obviously, for obvious reasons, it just stayed in Madison and in whatever trophy case they have there. And Will it and, be on the sideline, I wonder? I think so. I think that I, I actually remember now that, like, I remembered it was a thing that they brought it to Lincoln and were like hoisting it on the sideline during the by the visitors' corner uh, after they won. To their fans. Yeah, and, I was like, oh. That's a thing. Get so. a picture of the Freedom Trophy Nate in the recruit gallery this yeah. week. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Oh, there is. We forgot the two-bit broken chair trophy. Oh, get out of yeah. here with that. <laughs> That's that is the the lamest thing. I, I don't want any, people either love it or they hate, hate it. it. Yeah. Did Nate. Minnesota get it this year? At the I don't end? know. I, mean, I don't even know. I feel like the it. schools have kind of they don't like it. Distance they, they, they try not to even yeah. acknowledge it. Well, there's only, a charity group behind it now, right? But it, it, Which it is just, a bad move on that charity. They should find something better to get in a piece <laughs> of plywood chair. All right, lots to talk about here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Adrian Martinez, what he needs to do. Questions about Wandale Robinson. Will he play Saturday? If he doesn't, what's that mean? We'll give our thoughts on all of that next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.